This conversation is brought to you in part by Produce Careers with promotional consideration from Calavo Growers and Volcano Produce. Hey there, everybody. How you doing? How's winter treating you? You ready for shorts and t-shirts again? Yeah, I'm going yes with that. I'm 100% going yes with that. I hope everybody's doing well, feeling good. I am really excited about today's guest and what we're going to talk about today. This is a topic that I think everybody knows just a little bit about, but not enough maybe to make it as impactful as it can be in your life and your health and your family's health and everything else. So we're going to go deep in the weeds. Can I say deep in the weeds with a mushroom grower? Probably not. You don't have weeds. I can go deep in the paint. Let's go deep in the paint. We'll do a little basketball. We'll do a little basketball uh, phraseology there, but we're going to go deep and talk about mushrooms and what they mean and who they are and bring people alongside this conversation because I found it to be fascinating of a topic. I have a great friend of mine who's into mushrooms who taught me a lot that gets me into thinking about stuff a little bit. I've done my research for the show, as you all know that I do. I found a great guest to talk about it with us today. I think you're going to be fascinated with this conversation. Before I introduce David and get this ball rolling, as I do, I want to frame this up for everybody. I want you to get a little thought process going before we dive into mushroom mania here right now. The largest living organism right now on this planet ever found is called the honey mushroom. It covers 3.4 square miles of land in the Blue Mountains of Oregon, and it's still growing. The early Romans considered mushrooms to be food of the gods. That's got to say something, because I'm thinking, don't you think, David, those people were picky? I'm thinking the Romans were picky, picky people. That's what I think. And some of the earliest commercial mushroom farms recorded were actually set up in the caves in France back in 1638 to 1715 under the reign of King Louis XIV. So everybody, with that being said, we're going to have a good time today talking with the CEO and president of Gourmet Mushrooms. And please, everybody, give it up, park the car, start clapping your hands for David Law. Welcome, David. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, mushroom goes back to the 1600s. And, yeah, it's uh, unbelievable. And it was basically on the caves outside of Paris. What they did is they found the pile of manure from the horse carriage. And all of a sudden, they see some mushroom. Yeah. So they move it indoor, it's still growing, and take the old one, put it in the new pile, and they continue to grow. So it becomes a business. And the US, it's not until the 1900s, the early 1900s, before the mushroom are brought into the US. Right. And they have to get the spawn of the mushroom from Paris, from Spain, from, from Paris and England. And it's the USDA that developed the spawn in the early 1900s that produced the mushroom. And yeah. at that time, all that mushroom were, were mostly the Portobello Cremini, the brown mushroom. And somebody in the U.S. found a vinyl of the mushroom. Then after that time, all the mushroom turned white. Have, oh, most of the mushroom grew uh, white button mushrooms. All right. started from the U.S., you know. There you go, folks. I told you we're going deep in this one. You're going to learn stuff you didn't know. We haven't even got the stuff about your health yet. So hang tight for that because it's coming. You know it is. And I always want to talk about that. So let's get everybody up to speed, if you wouldn't mind, Dave. Just give everybody a quick little bio. And, you know, this is not, as you say, this is not your first rodeo with mushrooms. You've been doing this for, what, a week or two now or something like that? Tell everybody real quickly, just if you wouldn't mind, just your quick journey in your bio to today. Okay, a quick one. Uh, I'm a transplant from Hong Kong back in 1969. I went to college. In Oregon, where the big mushroom is. Which which uh, which college in Oregon? Which college in Oregon? We got to go. I graduated from University of Oregon. I'm a yeah, duck. Well, everybody likes beavers better than ducks. I just I don't know. Maybe it's me. <laughs> I think so. But anyway, uh, I majored in biology, and then uh, in graduate, and when I finished, I was looking at do I continue with biology or I do something else. I chose doing something else, so I went to business school. I've been with Wisconsin. Yeah. So at Wisconsin, I, I ran uh, through some mutual friends. I flew out to California on an Easter holiday and met my business partner, Malcolm Clark. He's from the UK, but at that time he lived in Toronto. And uh, he was looking for to, to grow mushroom in California because he was working with a group of uh, Japanese up in Canada. He's a judo black belt. And uh, so a professor from Japan came over and taught them how to grow shiitake mushroom. Wow. And that was right after the oil crisis back in seventy, late 70s. And the project was upside down. They were closing down the operation. So Malcolm said, this is such a good project. 
far better in California than in Canada. So he came down to California. We met. That was 1976. Long story short, in 1977, we started the farm in Sebastopol, yeah. California, which is just an hour north of San Francisco. And, um, and here we are. Here we are, 2023, uh, 42 years later. With no years. doubt. Yeah. I love it. Well, and, 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 you know, when you talk about what you did and, and you go back and you look at your journey a little bit, you called 1977, that whole concept, kind of as a side hustle, right? <laughs> I mean, because it, it, I mean, it was what you said. It's your words, right? I'm, it's quoting you, but I mean, it was, you know, kind of like wasn't. You were there, but it was like, is this really going to take off and go? But I mean, back then when you started, what was kind of the goal and the vision back then? Because truthfully, what you guys were doing was, you know, you were a little bit of a unicorn out there in the world back then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I say it was accidental that it started that. And then my biology, my business kind of come to play. So the first 10 years of the business, I was wearing my tie and the suit jacket. Nice. Working in San Francisco when my partner was running the farm. So, so that was, uh, you know, my last job was, was with uh, Merrill Lynch. And in 1989, when my daughter was born, I said, enough of this tie and suit. Yeah. I said, I'm going up to the farm. So when I went up to the farm, my partner focused on the culinary, the mushroom for restaurants. I focused on the healthy product. And right. so that's, the, so we have two, two tracks that we went on. Uh, culinary mushroom and, and nutraceutical mushrooms. And it's like a 80-20% mix, mostly still in the restaurant business. Sure. And all these years. I love it. I love it. We'll talk, you know, so let's get ready. Let's get, you know, because I know this is an easy one for you to, I'm going to throw at you, but I don't think a lot of people actually get it. And if you wouldn't mind, just give everybody a quick little frame up of how you actually grow a mushroom. It doesn't come off a tree. You know, it's not buried under the ground. I like it. I mean, it's it's an interesting process to grow. If you wouldn't mind giving everybody a quick little 411, it'd be awesome. Okay. A, a quick concept is if you look at, compared to a plant, a, say an apple tree. So you plant in a tree, then the tree grow, and you got apples that come once a year. Right. Inside the apple, there's seed. So a mushroom is different. The mushroom tree, the, the, the apple tree in the form of a mushroom is called mycelium. Right. And mycelium is the mat of hair-like material growing underground. They can cover miles, like you earlier mentioned. So they were sitting there growing, getting their territory, and, and digesting food on, on, the, on the environment. And then when it's the right time, maybe once a year, they would push our mushroom. And under the mushroom are the gills with bearing spores. But because of the distribution, an apple, you get an animal eating it, walk down two miles, they dump it, and you got a new apple tree. Right. But the mushroom takes air to transport it, and the spore has to land on the right place at the right time to start the colony with all kinds of competition. So they do it by numbers. So it's millions and millions of spores would come out of one mushroom. So you look at the mycelium of the mushroom, it's like the apple tree. The mushroom itself that you pick and eat is the apple. So that is really the difference. So how do we grow it? We, we, we can duplicate the environment. The fallen tree, the mushroom will grow out of the fallen tree. Then we look at the tree and we say, we can duplicate the tree, make it into a substrate to grow the mushroom on. And, and that's how we do it. So we inoculate a substrate. In our case, right. we do specialty mushrooms. Specialty mushroom, uh, what we call in the class of saprophytes. Saprophytes are mushrooms that grow on dead material. Right. Trees, dead tree, uh, vegetation, <coughs> in forest floor. So we can duplicate those conditions. And then we take all the raw material, mostly <coughs> agricultural waste, in our case, it's sawdust, corn cob, soybean hull, and all that agricultural byproduct. We take them, bring it together, blend it, put water in there, and then we sterilize it in a retort at, at 250 degrees, 15, 15 pounds, and a, a thorough sterilization. After we cool it down, we, we inoculate with a spawn. Right. The mycelium from the spawn will go through the substrate material. 
at the right time, we'll bring it out to the harvesting room and mushroom will pop out. And then we just harvest it. It is, it is literally one of the most fascinating stories in mother nature is how a mushroom works. And you said it, you said one of the key things is that it takes, it's not about an apple where the seed does what it does. It's about that's more getting into the air, landing in the right place at the right time and continuing. And to me, it's just fascinating at what we do as we dive into who they are, what they are, and the importance of what mushrooms are. I think people are going to be fascinated as we get deeper into this. When you think about 1977 and you go, you know, you're back kind of getting your feet into this and you're going, and I know that you had, you know, the, the Japanese cultivation methods and that, that um, influence of, of tradition in a lot of ways in what you were all doing. But did you know back then the significance of what mushrooms are like we do today? Did you have a hunch? No, did you no. feel that way? No. No, but I, I, I like mushroom. I eat a lot of mushrooms. So when Absolutely. she ducky mushroom is that. So I, I, I have a partner from the United Kingdom. They call mushroom toad stool, you know. And, and I'm the one that eats a lot more mushroom than my partner ever did. Uh, but I, I eat a lot of shiitake when I was young, but they're all dry, dehydrated. Right. Yeah. And, and I haven't seen a fresh shiitake until we start growing it ourselves. So, so that is how far away I was with it. But I think the more interesting thing is in the last 30 years, uh -huh. uh, China in the last 30 years started growing mushroom <coughs> probably at that time, 30 years ago, they grow about 40, 45% of the global production of mushroom. Yeah. But about 10, 15 years ago, they the volume of mushroom growing in China is like 80% of global production. Now, the, the interesting thing is this. 30 years ago, a per capita consumption of mushroom in China is about four to five kilos per head per capita. Yeah. But if you trust the statistic of the China data, today they're talking about 15 kilos per capita. It's amazing. Now, we translate it to the U.S. What are we doing here in the U.S.? We're right. consuming about a little bit over two kilos per capita. Two. Yeah. So if you look at the model of China, so if I say not 15, let's just say 10 or 9 kilos per capita, it's really four or five times the U.S. To me, that is the potential. Thanks for joining the Todd Versation. And now, a word from our sponsor. At Produce Careers, we are in the people business. Thanks for listening to Todd Versations. As your trusted executive search firm for the fresh produce, food processing, and agribusiness industries, we focus on outcomes. With over 80 years of combined industry expertise, with our global networks, we have the tools and the skills to identify top talent for your organization's strategic hiring needs. Our relationship-driven approach and proven recruitment process deliver the right candidates at the right time. At Produce Careers, we know each hire is an investment. Whether you're looking for the perfect candidate or searching for your next challenge, call or email us today and let us partner with you. When you think about all the different ways that we need to be working with food, like you just described, and we talk about you know, the value of mushrooms and this and that and where you were in 77, I just kind of want to come full circle around all this. Mushrooms, as you said, it's a, it's a $50 billion global business based on the stats that I can find, right? So that's got to be a pretty cool view today. I mean, because you, you express optimism about what the potential can be. And I'm looking forward to, from here, we're going to frame up that, that potential is why people need to take this category much more seriously. But how is that view today? It's got to be exciting. Well, it's definitely exciting with, with, with all different, they call it the space, the fungal space. It's, it's all kinds of uh, avenue. You start with the button mushroom on its own. Then we have the specialty mushroom. And then you have the, the wild-crafted mushroom. And then now you're talking about the uh, psychoactive uh, mushrooms. Correct. Uh, where they have some curative uh, properties. And then you have the medicinal use of mushroom. So that whole kingdom, we are not using it to its potential. So that is only scratching the surface. Right. The kingdom. Yeah. Right. Unbelievable. I just I can't wait to get into this. So 
but before I before I start framing, how much in the past few years has the business changed around replacing beef and meats and things like that by using mushrooms in their place as a protein source? Is that have you seen a big trend in that? Is it you know I know with all the impossible stuff and the beyond stuff and the fake chickens and all the different things they're trying to make in you know some warehouse someplace. Have you seen that shift at all? Has that been pretty momentous? Yeah, a little bit. We have more conversation with people asking about, you know, what's the protein profile of mushroom and all that. And protein, uh, the mushroom basically have all the 20 amino acids, all the essential amino acids. Right. That we need. So it's a, it's a direct substitute. Uh, it can be a direct substitute of meat, except that uh, you need to take a little bigger quantity. So that's not what you need. Right, right. And... and, and but it's a good mix to it. So what I look at is that instead of a 12-ounce steak, take 10 ounces, add two pounds of uh, two ounces of mushroom to mushrooms, it. right? And it would give you the same satiation, the the, the protein you need, and all that. So right. because the way we cultivate our mushroom, we use so little water. We 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 grow our mushroom in a bottle. We fill the bottle. Uh, a bottle that can withstand the high temperature uh, with the substrate, we sterilize it, then we inoculate it, and then the mushroom come out of the top, after we take off the filter cap, and we harvest the mushroom. Then the substrate material would be taken out, put it back to the ground. People uh, would use it as a soil amendment. Sure. So we have people come to pick it up, take it away. And then the bottle is reused for many, many times. So, um, so where I'm, uh, so replacing as a protein though, I mean, you're seeing that where people yeah, are, yeah, yeah. yeah people so, are getting so, more of a, which seems so to be the trend. It's, it's a, it's a good protein. And then the other aspect of mushroom is what they call the umami. Right. Umami is what they call the fifth taste. Uh, basically it's a craving for meat. It's right. a glutamate. Glutamate is a protein, is a is an amino acid, but it gives us the, the craving for it because we our body needs it. So you can get it out of the mushroom. And so from a taste and standpoint, it is a substitute. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love well, look, when you think about the impact of mushrooms and 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 on this planet, it's mind blowing. They've got the healing properties to help diseases like cancer, heart disease, dementia. Studies are showing they're helping. To your point about the umami flavor, it can be reused. It can be used to reduce salt in meals by as much as thirty to forty percent. Think about that, folks. Uh, they say if there wasn't for fungi, we wouldn't have fossil fuels. There was a variety. I don't. Know, you probably saw there was a variety that was just discovered. And according to the magazine Nature, they think it's over a billion years old now. How about that? That's kind of impressive. They get credit for giving plant life here on earth. They act, get this kids. If you didn't know this, check this out. This isn't like a, you know, an avatar blue people thing, right? The Naviv, this is legit. They act as a phone line between plants so they can communicate with each other. Go Google that, right? Go Google that, right? It's, it's amazing. And I'll give you another one to go Google. Even Santa Claus is connected to the mushroom. And if you don't know what that means, go Google that one too. I'm not gonna explain it to you. I'm gonna let you go find it on your own. I want you to learn something today. You can thank me later. So with all those amazing things that we're throwing out that we're talking about being said, I'm going to throw you a curveball question to all that hype I just gave you. What's some of the, you think, the consumer misconceptions about incorporating mushrooms into people's daily diets and their lives, whether it be from food or from even a nutraceutical standpoint? So I think eating mushroom is a, is a cultural event. I was yeah. uh, I had a presentation maybe seven, eight years ago on the conferences uh, on mushroom nutrition by the uh, Mushroom Council, the USDA, the FDA, and a few universities out in Washington, D.C. And I was on one of the panel representing the mushroom industry. And one of the things I presented was that mushroom is a cultural event. You look at Eastern Europeans, a lot of Asian countries, we eat a lot of mushroom culture. Right. But a lot of the rest of the world, they don't eat that much mushroom. They have to worry about mushroom. They say, they're poisonous. Now, the, the, I said, you know, you go into the forest. You don't just pick up any plant and eat it. They're plants because half of them will kill you. Yeah. Famous mushroom. You don't just pick any mushroom and put it in your mouth. You got to know what it is before you do that. So yeah. It's a concept. 
that you have a fear. Interesting. I've not thought of it from that, but you're right. It is. People have a fear. I think probably have a fear of cooking them. They probably have a fear. They, they probably think they taste like dirt. They have all these different things they go into, but they don't. Once you start incorporating them, whether you're cooking with them or you're taking, you know, you're on the nutraceutical trail, which I'm a big believer in. I, I take the nutraceutical side of these things because I think they're unbelievably uh, important, especially for immunity and things like that. Um, I agree with you. Fear is a great angle to talk about. And I think that's a great question for people to ask themselves. Why don't I eat enough? Why don't I eat mushrooms? No. And don't say you don't like them because they, you know what? A little garlic, a little butter, a little thyme, a little rosemary. You could put anything in that combination. It's going to taste amazing. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you find a way because they're that important to your life. There's no, two, I mean, and, and the popularity in a lot of ways has never been better in this country. Right. I mean, we've talked about the way the business has changed. Yeah, yeah. In a way, you kind of look at a mushroom, the way to cook mushroom is like cooking meat, almost like cooking meat. It's yeah. all kind of condiment you put into it, and you kind of a different profile taste when you, you come up. It depends on the texture, right? So you, sure. you cook a, a chicken compared to beef, the texture is different, the mouthfeel is different. So you cook it a different way. Sometimes you want citrus, uh, lemon juice, and you butter and all that. That's yeah. the mushroom. Different mushroom with different profile of that texture and taste. And it's incorporating a, a right recipe, you get the benefit. So my, my basic recipe for anybody that never cooked a mushroom before, it's very simple. You use a lot of garlic. You chop some garlic on, the, on one side. You get your mushroom ready. You don't need to wash them. Because you got to cook them. You don't eat them raw. And I would not recommend eating mushroom raw. But the fact yeah. it's very hard to digest with the material in the mushroom. So there's a there's a com- component of mushroom called chitin. Chitin is similar to the shell of crab or shrimp. Right. So those are complex molecules that you cannot digest. But mushroom only have about 12 to 13% of that compared to a shrimp shell with 99%. So the mushroom is only about 13% or so. So if you cook it, you break down some of the molecule, and some of them you cannot digest anyway. A lot of fiber would digest, ingest, it would not be fully digested. So it's right. fine. So, so that's not a fear for, for that material. But you don't need a, need a big quantity. Uh, a, a small quantity, cooking with one garlic, two high temperature, very high yeah. temperature. You cook it like a meat. You want to sear the surface of the mushroom. So this is my recipe. You start with a wok or a pan. You heat the wok up, very, very high temperature. And just dump the mushroom in. No no liquid, no oil, nothing. Right. Just dry sear. So you let it go for like three minutes. Don't even stir it. Just let it sit for three minutes. Then you turn them over for another minute or two. And you add some salt, some pepper, dump the garlic in, and drizzle oil around it. And then when the oil starts to almost want to smoke, then you toss it. Then you toss it. By the time the edges of the mushroom are a little brown, love the moisture in the mushroom are being evaporated. So right. you're not steaming the mushroom. You are really sauteing the mushroom. Then, then for me, if I'm having Asian food, I would finish it with a, a dab of uh, soy sauce, a few drops of soy sauce and toss it. If I'm having steak or some meat, I would get a little slab of butter to finish mm-hmm. it. That's it. I'm in. Try what, that. What? I'm on my way. Are we eating? To, am I coming tonight for dinner? I'm on my way. I'll be there in six <laughs> yeah. hours. Yeah. Then, then you can get fancy. You can put it in soup. You can put it in other, you know, other things. And, and, uh, I love that. I love the recipe. I love that idea. And I love the fact that the, the, the way you describe people, it, the way you described it is probably somewhat unique to a lot of people that they don't do what you just suggested. And when you go back talking about your point earlier about fear of what it is and cooking and it's poisonous and I'm going to trip out, whatever the hell they may be thinking, getting them on the right trajectory at home. And that's a simple recipe at home because, you know, you really can't screw that one up. So, right? so one, of, one of our mushrooms is called, called maitake that we grow. And the maitake is big, giant, like a flower. Uh, and and what we do is one of my guys come up with a recipe. It's really fantastic. He used uh, soy sauce. 
I put the mushroom, this baked mushroom in a Ziploc baggie, put some soy sauce in, put some honey in, a lot of mm. garlic, chopped garlic, and then he seal the Ziploc bag, push all the air out, and then put it in the fridge for a day and a half, two days. And then barbecue on the weekend. You got friends that are vegans coming over. You take the bag open. No, I don't. No, I was kidding. <laughs> you pour the juice out, <laughs> and then you grill the mushroom. You grill it like you would barbecue a piece of steak. You grill it. Yeah. Put it on both sides. Then, then when you finish grilling it for like six, ten minutes, maybe less than that, six minutes or so, you take that mushroom, you shred it, shred it with your hand, and then you take a a, a bun, a, a slider, yeah. you put some coleslaw on it, you put this pile of this mushroom over it, you put some barbecue sauce over it, you put the top down. This is a pulled pork. Yeah. A kosher, a kosher pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> I love it. I have like, hey. I think it's great. I agree. With you. I think there's so many ways to work with it. And I think that you've given some great examples of exactly what we were trying to get. At least I was trying to get across about the fact that we just don't use these enough in our diets and how important they are to incorporate. So I want to talk a little bit about the, the kind of the primary markets for the mushrooms. So we covered, I think we covered food, right? We got that one figured out. But I don't think a lot of people realize, if you wouldn't mind just touching on this quickly, you know, that mushrooms are a part of the cosmetic industry. And I was surprised to learn that. I mean, I don't know. Everything else is too, I guess, in some ways. But I was surprised. Can you touch a little bit about, you know, its place in that world? Yeah. So so if we move away from the culinary side, then you go into the uh, health food side. It's cosmetic, mm-hmm. uh, colon, uh, nutraceutical. Right. Pharmacy. Yeah. That provide health benefits. We know from very, you know, 40 some years, we, we produce this product. It's a mycelium grow on brown rice. And we just, dry the material, making the powder. That's the product. So so basically it's a mycelium. What we try to capture is what we call the metabolite expressed by the mycelium. That metabolite is a basic defense of the mushroom colony. When they are developing the mycelium, it's like the tree growing. They have to defend against insects in the apple tree, case of the apple tree. In the case of the mycelium, there's defense against bacteria, viruses, and all that in the environment that establish the territory. So those molecules that are expressed have a lot of connotation to the immune functions. So we take this material containing that, that it would actually support our immune responses. Yeah. So we know, we know for a fact that if we look at the cytokines released by cells in our body, after you consume uh, the mushroom product, it, it changes a little bit. So the interleukin, interferon, and all that, we see that profile change. Now, we don't have the, the medical experience of saying that if it is this, it would create this result. We don't have that. But we say that this is a really a rare food that you don't eat every day, but it is good that you consume this food that helps support your defense. Absolutely. Now, Absolutely. So, so, so for that, we've been doing it for many, many years. We have customers as old as 30 years. They've been buying it 30 years. But yeah. We are mainly on B2B. We sell to, to a manufacturer that make product for the marketing company. We right. don't sell retail ourselves. Right. On the cosmetic side, certain mushrooms, they need to preserve their they don't want to be dehydrated too fast, especially in dry areas. So they produce certain protein, certain material to keep it humidified. So one of the mushrooms we grow is called Nameko. And the surface of the Nameko is a gel, almost like a protein gel, to prevent it from, from dehydration. So it's those material that expressed by the mushroom that actually help preserve the moisture Help moisturize your your skin. Skin, help, sure. Help yourself maintain the moisture. So that's used a lot uh, in the cosmetic industry. We actually have some customers that make the lotions, hair really? uh, product using wow. one of our mushrooms for that purpose to to, to uh, humidify. 
It's well, you brought up so many good points. I want to come back around, get a little bit deeper, really, on the pharmaceutical and nutraceutical side of stuff, because I think that that is, while people may not like to cook with mushrooms, this is a way to get into the game with mushrooms by taking a look at some of these opportunities that are out there and some of the companies that are doing stuff using your product, the whole nine yards. So I want to talk about it because you guys have been doing something. I think it's really unique. You've been using Japanese cultivation methods now for over 40 years, which is, which is legit. Let's be honest. That's, I think probably would be considered probably the gold standard. I don't know. People may want to argue. And then I think about something that I found that, that, that you had a Chinese proverb that says that healing starts with addressing mild symptoms. So, if you wouldn't mind, if you if you would touch a little more about share your journey about you know creating this powerful wellness platform with these mushrooms, then I want to talk a little bit about some of the work you're kind of doing. That we talked a little bit off air about PTSD and what that is and how it is, and I know it's certainly getting a lot of airplay these days. So I gave you a big I don't know I think it's probably nine questions at once, but I think you know what I want to get to. So go man go. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, uh, no, very early on throughout. Friend, professor friend from Japan, he was producing this line of product, the biomass product. And we see a lot of uh, possibilities. And and so because your health, now I have this idea of uh, what I call the three ohms. Health, what is health? Health is really slices of your moment in life. How, what do you put in your mouth? Right. Uh, sometimes you get unlucky, you got exposed to a virus, then you got some lingering problem. But your body is able to to heal itself because we are born to have that ability. And and, and it's sometimes it's because of bad habits or exposure to pollution that our immune system is compromised and we are not staying healthy as we need to be. So so a a constant a regular uh, consumption of the mushroom products whether it's a mushroom as a, as a food or a mushroom supplement, like a vitamin, would always help our body. So I, I have this idea of this, what I call the three ohms. The three ohms is genome. Genome is the genetic. So we are born with a set of DNA, half from our mother, half from our father. That, that, that. So we, we don't choose that. We are there. Right. And there's a thing called epigenetics. Epigenetics actually can influence the expression of your DNA by suppressing it or enhancing it. So even if you have a bad DNA uh, combination, there is something that can be done in nature to kind of slow it down, minimize that damage. And, and so the second item is called uh, what I call the uh, connectome, another tome. Connectome right. is a medical term today. It's basically how you're wired. When the baby was born, the way we wire ourselves is we have full trunks of wires all set up when you were born. So the way we develop is we chisel out the redundant part like a sculpture to get very efficient connection of our neural system. So we can pick up information, react to it very quickly, whether physically or biologically. So as you grow older, you wire properly, then you have a good life. Uh, sometimes the wiring is wrong, then you have bad reaction. Sure. You cannot control your, your, your emotion, or you can, you need a lot of something to, to get you past certain things. That's addiction. You addict to, to the drug addiction, addiction to gambling, addiction to sex. Okay, a lot of big problems is the connection. Right. So we feel that something in mushroom can actually help you reconnect some of those bad connections. So if we're going to the realm of uh, the psilocybin, the mind-altering type of uh, uh, right. molecules from mushroom, which is we're not really expert in that, but we're expert in growing mushrooms. So part of our mission in our company is to, next few years, is to produce a line of good quality uh, product, psychoactive product, uh, make it available for research. Sure. Because I would look at the university, look at the professional to look at what is the best way to dose it, to, to uh, work with it, with the expert around to guide people. Sure. To, 
Yeah. So uh, why? No, you you go into a war zone. You got bullets flying above your head. Your body said, "I don't want to be in this situation again." So what I want to do is wire this information so that I won't so 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 I won't put myself into this this situation again. But when you come back, a backfire of a right. truck get set you off to that direction, and you got this this problem you have to live with for a long time. So if we can relax that connection and reconnect it a little bit better, then we can look at addiction, we can look at depression, we can look at a lot of potentials. Absolutely. But that takes a more lot of study to come to 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 fruition on that one. So the connect on. Uh, I, I am I'm thrilled to hear that you all are doing that. And the third ohm is the microbiome. Yeah. Microbiome is we don't live on our own. Homo sapiens is only 0.3% of the animal kingdom. Right. You know, the animal kingdom is less than 1% of the biomass on Earth. So we have very little bit. So the microbiome, we have, so you walk around, every one of us walk around with only less than 10% of our own genes. We only have 23 pairs of DNA <laughs> and the, the the genes in in our DNA is maybe less than thirty thousand genes, and that's all we have. But the gene that is in our body that we carry around you know, on our skin, the bacteria on our skin, in our guts, that's ninety percent of the genes. So, so we cannot live alone. We live with everything else. Everything, right? And everything else that's living today. It's just as successful as we are because they're here today, now, with us. So we've got to think about this. 99.9% of all living things on Earth is no longer here. Yeah. We are just the tip of continuing evolution. And we are evolving with everything around us. <laughs> and yeah. So we have to respect nature. We have to respect other living organisms. We have to respect each other because we are in it. We are in it together. So, so that, so if you nurture your good microbiome, so the the key to that is have as diverse food intake as possible. I said the best, best uh, guide guidance is Italian Food Monday, Chinese Food Tuesday. Uh, Mexican food Wednesday. We have a very diverse intake to, to nourish different kind of uh, bacteria. The more diverse it is, the better chances you have of good health. And I feel mushroom, with that's being a lot of fiber, is a very good prebiotic for the probiotic in the guts. So the prebiotic feed the probiotics. Mushroom is a good source of prebiotic to beat the probiotics. So wow. I'm talking about the three ohms, sure. and I think mushroom have a role in all that three area. And so mushroom definitely is something on your menu, maybe not once a day. I like to see it twice a week. Yeah, three well, again, but again, and, you could also and, do your supplements, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I think that is a very interesting aspect. We, we have some product that is... Uh, Show a lot of promise on antiviral properties, uh, human papilloma virus HPV. Some of our mushroom actually can reduce the uh, the, uh, the viral load. Yeah, but that that gets into the medical arena, which is not what we do. So. No, I mean, but no, it's that's that's a whole. But to your point, and I want to go back up to talk about PTSD a little bit and how you want to work to to create stuff for research, and I think that's incredibly important. Because there's a fraction, out there, there's a faction out there that want to create stuff to sell at the dispensary, which I totally get. But at the end of the day, and, and I'm I feel so strongly about this, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for, for saying it. You know, we, we we pay people to sit around in this country on their asses at time, and we don't do anything to help the people that saved our asses in this country. And it's a damn shame that we're taking this long to help a veteran in this company or this country not live under a bridge or not to be able to be a better part of his family member or to get back to our country or to be a part of society. It's just bullshit. And I'm so proud of you guys for doing it. I just, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It's something that really just fries me that we don't take care of ourselves in ways and with, with means that we have that have been around for 
a billion years that is a plant-based product that is something that you know has all these properties that are healthy and we don't want to just lean into the few of them that we need to be leaning into so i commend you i'm proud of you gosh darn it i think it's freaking wonderful gourmet mushrooms go gog go right because we got to do it to your point we have to take care of each other and we have a plant we have something from mother nature that can do that and i think it's incredibly powerful Thanks for joining the Toddversation. And now, a word from our sponsor. At Produce Careers, we are in the people business. Thanks for listening to Toddversations. As your trusted executive search firm for the fresh produce, food processing, and agribusiness industries, we focus on outcomes. With over 80 years of combined industry expertise, with our global networks, we have the tools and the skills to identify top talent for your organization's strategic hiring needs. Our relationship-driven approach and proven recruitment process deliver the right candidates at the right time. At Produce Careers, we know each hire is an investment. Whether you're looking for the perfect candidate or searching for your next challenge, call or email us today and let us partner with you. We can do a lot more. We want to create something that is near food so it's not a very, very, very high dosage. We're, we're not right. in acute care. We're not in acute care. We're not in emergency medicine. Allopathic no. medicine are basically emergency care. They deal with the symptoms. But what I was saying earlier is, what do you do today or tomorrow? It's what you put in your mouth. So I think the future drugs are medicinal food. So if you can produce a food that is very consistent, you put together a formula of that food, a recipe, that can actually have some healing process. Yeah. So you would take this uh, recipe for this ingredient, just like the, the herbal medicine. Herbal medicine is that. So you, you look at fungal, you talked about earlier about the intertwined relationship between botanical and fungal. Because what right. happened is millions of, maybe even billion years ago, when plants migrate from the ocean to earth, they come together, the fungus and the the fungi and the, and the botanical come together in a joint venture to establish a cell on Earth. Now, what is the, the, the tree can do photosynthesis. So they take the energy from the sun, take carbon dioxide, and put together sugar. Right. And the mycelium growing with that, they go deep into the soil to pick out the new minerals. During drought, they would pull out more water to support the, the, the plants. So that relationship is ingrained from billion years ago. Yeah. Okay. So that relationship is still here. And and then what is more interesting is if you look at fungal as a potential medicinal food, is that you look at all the herbal medicine practitioner for the last two thousand years, two hundred years, is that every time they pull a bark of a tree the root of a tree and put it together as a concoction. Yeah. Actually, they are, a big part of it is fungal medicine because it's the mycelium growing in that material that they are using without knowing it. So we've been practicing fungal medicine for a long time. Long time. Yeah, and what agreed. we are trying to do is we can produce it in a very clean way and, and, and make it into a product. I love and, it. And I think that's what we, we, we strive to do. Yeah. I love it. What, you know, talk a little bit, because you talk about viral load a little bit. Let's, you know, how much has, um, has COVID changed your thoughts around the impact and importance of mushrooms on people's health? Have you seen change with um, that? You have some thoughts around it? Yeah, I have some thoughts on that. Uh, I, I read some article. There was a Russian doctor that, that very early on, and he did an experiment. He looked at the uh, patients in, in his clinic. And so he, he took a look at the a material called glutathione. Glutathione. Right. Glutathione is a very strong antioxidant that we, our body can, we have to acquire it, I think. And uh, maybe we can even synthesize it. It's only three amino acids put together. And, and so what it starts with this, he took a look at the concentration of glutathione in the cells of his patients. So the patient that are, that are high level of glutathione, they're generally younger people. They usually have very mild symptoms. 
they tested positive, but they get over it very quickly. As the, the people with more and more serious symptoms, they are the one with very little of this antioxidant. So that probably have a connotation to your lung functions, your mm. tissue functions, and all that. Uh, so the mushroom have a very high level of glucothione and ergothionine, which is a strong, strong antioxidant. So we, I read somewhere that actually some mushroom product in addition to vaccine actually imply, amplify the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the vaccine function. So for, to me, it's really, again, is how do we prime the body to defend any insult? So mm-hmm. the virus, we see it every day. We, uh, our body is doing the job every day. And, but occasionally, you need to nudge. So, so it, it's good to actually include mushroom in our diet. Yeah. To take some mushroom uh, supplement from time to time. It's really to just make sure your body on that slice of moment is being protected. 100%. Yeah, I love That's really well explained. What do you think? So, I mean, you go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. No, I was going to ask you, so when you think about the, the business today, from the food side to the wellness side, right? I mean, where do you see the wellness side going for gourmet mushrooms now? Do you think that's going to continue to be, I'm sure it's got your interest tremendously. We, uh, we're, de- we're developing a new, a few new products. Cool. And, and we see some or we, uh, uh, preliminary tests with very, very strong immune support functions. Wow. Stronger than some product we see in the market right now. So my hunch is that my business in the next five years, my nutraceutical side will probably grow in double digits. Good. My culinary so. side is already at the double digit growth path. So we, we're in a very, very rapid growing uh, arena right now in the next five to 10 years. Yeah. And, well, uh, we are very I love excited. it. About all the prospects, and at the, end of, at, at the end of the day, we are producing something that actually is a good food. It helps people. It helps people to maintain their health. Because you know, I have got this this phrase. People try try to tell me not to use it. They say, "What do you do?" I said, "I help people die young." So you help yeah. people. Yeah. Much much later. No yeah. point of dying old at, 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 at 90. I want you to die young at 90. Right? Yeah, right. That is it. You can function and, and, and you can, and then you go to bed and don't get up in the morning. That's the best way to go. I, <laughs> I love it. So, but you're 100% right. Yeah, yeah. How, how do you die? How do you live young? And, and, and so you got you to gotta have good mental uh, condition. You got to exercise. You got to have good friends. You got to have good food. You got to have, you know, you got to enjoy life. The byproduct of enjoying life is a, is a young life. Yeah. If you have yeah. to suffer, that is bad. You know? I, I 100% then, agree with that. So, so, you, so you, you have to kind of focus on the positive, focus on, on good friends, <laughs> good cheese, good mushrooms, you know, uh, 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 you know, and, and have a have a good time. Look, food is medicine. We talked about it before. I mean, food is medicine. Right? It can hurt. It can help you, and it can kill you too. And it's about what choices that we make. Yeah. You know, which is why when we were chatting about earlier before we started rolling today about you know why we're so focused on schools here inside of our company, why we feel it's so important that you know, and, and I shared this with you that you and I are doing what we're doing, but we now have the the, the wisdom and the age and and and. Uh, the opportunity to go back downstream, back into our school systems and start helping kids understand the importance of food and what we can do by guiding them better in schools that are scratch cooking and providing opportunity for them to learn more about what's around them is we really are going to change the world to support 10 billion people here shortly because they're going to have a different, they're going to have a different attitude about it. They're going to understand the importance of real food, you know, so, you know processed food. Is, on, go ahead. Yeah. In our backyard, there is a organization called, organization called, Serious, C-E-R-E-S. And it's a nutritionist that started the, the organization. And what she did was she would get some local produce and, and products 
and she would put together seven days of meal and deliver to cancer patients. Yeah. People at home, some of them are having very little support. And she would deliver a week worth of uh, meals. meals. And she would recruit a lot of young high school kids to prepare the meal. And we've been supplying with mushroom on a weekly basis from the, from the beginning. That's we also awesome. supply them with our mushroom powder that they would make into seven chocolate truffles. That they have the meal and they have one chocolate truffle with our mushroom powder in that for the cancer patients. And now the organization is getting bigger. They're recruiting a lot of high school kids working on it. So you got fresh crop of high school kids every year. And they, they, they are teaching them leadership role. They are showing them the passion to help people. And, and, and they have local chapters. They have one in Chicago. They have one in San Rafael here in California. So, so you are absolutely right. You start from the, from the, from the formative years of the yeah. young people. Absolutely. And it becomes a habit they carry on. It's a culture. It's a cultural event that we want to influence. Right? Yep. 100%. But, you know, bottom line, uh, pizza with crappy tomato sauce on it and fish sticks, they're great. Don't get me wrong. But it ain't okay. going to win the day in the long term. And then we have to start thinking about, to your point, 10 billion people, how are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? It's by educating our youth and trying to get a better food narrative and recognizing how important food is to our country, because, you know, quite frankly, if a country that's food insecure is, doesn't matter how big your military is, you're food insecure, you're screwed, right? Yeah. And it's important we start to recognize that and start to look at our own country and make sure that we have these conversations that are happening. I think, you know, it's time is now, time is yeah. now. Let, you know, let all the gray hair, let all the gray hairs have some, a moment to, to get a hold of the young kids and talk to them a little bit and start to change them. I think it's incredibly powerful. Let's do it. Yeah. I love it, brother. All right, you're in. I'm, I'm, I'm dragging you with me. I'm dragging you with me. <laughs> this has been super fun, David. I got to be honest with you. This is a great conversation. And I believe a true eye opener for a lot of people. I really appreciate at the depth at which you went with everybody and the, the, the things that you got people thinking about. There's 10, 15 things that we've talked about here today that people have to take a second to ponder and go, huh, I didn't know that. Or, huh, why aren't I doing that? Or, huh, you know, fire up that pan super hot and throw those mushrooms in and get them a little seared up a little bit and follow David's recipes. Because I'm guaranteeing I'm going to go. That's not going to suck no matter what. That's going to be beautiful. So I appreciate you being here, man. I really do. Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Well, well that's I good. Do, you know, yeah, well, you have to be. Well, you're changing the world in such a great way. Yeah. Right? And to your point, you're, you're, you're helping people die young. And that's powerful, dude. I got to tell you, I know who told you not to say it. Tell them to shut the hell up. It's a good, that's a good thing to say. I vote for you on this one. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Everybody, thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed our time. I guarantee you learned something today. If you didn't learn something, then you're like Encyclopedia Britannica. I don't even know. You are the Google machine. Anyways, check out what Dave is doing at Gourmet Mushroom Inc. They got a lot going on. They got stuff you can pick up. There's stuff you can get online. There's all kinds of things you can look and learn from their website. And you can go figure out why Santa Claus is connected to a mushroom. There you go. Anyways, thanks for being here today. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening and supporting us. Thanks for loving us up on social media. We're making some headway. We're doing some good stuff. We're getting a lot of messages out for people. We're changing the conversation around food in this country. And I'm glad to be a part of that in some way or another. Thanks for being here. Take care of everybody. Remember, go inspire somebody. It's really important. We'll see you soon.